up on this episode of Running Is Bullshit, we talk about our new best mate Bobby from iTunes, we also talk about women's stuff, and finally we don't mention eggs at all, not at all, no mention of eggs in this podcast. Hello, I'm Amy Genders. And I'm Stuart Harding, and this is Running Is Bullshit. The first thing we have to call bullshit this week is going through the name of this show has been quite an ordeal, hasn't it? Yes, yes. iTunes um, have very particular rules about not allowing profanity uh, in the titles, in the artwork, and we're not allowed to self-censor as well, so an asterisk wasn't good enough either. So we have self-censored by calling it BS, which yes. is very blatantly bullshit. Everyone knows what it means. Yeah, but we're not allowed to have an asterisk instead of like an I. No. But we are allowed to have BS. We actually went through this whole discussion with Bobby from Apple Customer Support. Bobby with an I. She was she was very helpful. Yeah, shout fair. out to Bobby. Shout out to Bobby if you're listening. I'm sure you are, Bobby. This is sort of dealing with, with my constant emails has, I'm sure, piqued your interest in... Uh, in our podcast, although maybe it will offend her sort of very delicate sensibilities about the word bullshit. Yeah, maybe. Um, so can we call Bobby friend of the show? Yeah, Bobby did do as a solid. Bobby yeah. ha- Bobby suggested running yeah. his BS because I emailed her and I was like, can we have running his bullshit but with like the I censored? And she said, no, but you can have running his BS. I'm like, cheers, Bobby. Really helpful. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks. Apple customer service. Perfect. So what that does mean now is we are on iTunes. We are, yes. I've just, just moments ago, I've searched on my app and we are indeed on iTunes, Running Is BS. So we're, we're always going to say Running Is Bullshit because that's what it is, but we yeah. have changed the artwork and we've changed the title, so it's Running Is BS if you're looking for it. And I've also changed the Twitter, that is also now Running Is BS. Bobby has caused us to have a total oh, rebrand Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. of the entire thing, but we love you, Bobby. Cheers. It's, it's been great. Yeah. You say rebrand, I spent minutes changing that artwork. It was It was complicated i spent hours composing emails to bobby <laughs> we're now like new best friends <laughs> okay so there we go running is bs but running is bullshit we all know it's bullshit we all know what it means speaking of bullshit which is kind of always what we're what we're doing obviously i want to talk about my nipples again yep nipple update hashtag nipple update because last week uh nipples are bullshit name of the episode i spoke a lot about my nipples uh, i ran no 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 perfectly reasonable amount i ran the cardiff half did not protect the nipples had some bleeding had some sore issues. Uh, so I did the podcast, complained about it loads. And then last week, I went to a race called the Ponty Plod, an 11-mile off-road race in the rain. And I did not protect my nipples. We had this... This was like a therapy session last... I know. ...the other week when we were discuss, discussing this. So I thought an outcome was that everyone, including you, would know the importance of protecting the nipple, especially when it's raining. Hashtag I, protect the nipple. I went on and on about it, and I didn't do it, and I got a few miles in and thought, oh, I've got nothing on the nipples. And it was started to rub again, and I was like checking down the halfway, like, oh, yeah, there we go again. Um, so I had another week of scabby nipples... I'm not going to show you this time. They were they were very pink, very pink and puffy minips. It was like I've been, I assume, I'd, like I've been breastfeeding. Uh, <laughs> having never done it, I don't know exactly what they look like at that point. I don't. I'm not sure if they scab. Do they scab? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, Atters at Renee's BS. <laughs> yeah, if if you've had scabby nipples from breastfeeding, it's a good name for a punk band. Scabby nipples, yeah. Great name for a punk band. We'll work on that nipples. next project after this falls apart. Is the running themed punk band actually yeah. in the pub the other night we were talking about if we had like a running themed band what would the name be and i couldn't think of anything i was trying to think of an amusing pun but scabby nipples so i already th- think that's a good idea our concept album of just about running songs yeah yeah it's listen to as you're running you about like, running yeah 
about like mean to go for a shit when you're halfway through a half oh, marathon yeah. you know the things we can all relate to absolutely <laughs> i can tell you who did protect their nipples someone who took my advice someone actually listened to this podcast for a for a start someone <laughs> listened to the podcast that's pretty yeah. amazing uh, dan carr on twitter uh, replied to us he did take my advice he protected his nipples and he's got fantastic nipples now hashtag protect the nipples i'm really really happy about that um also lee runs for gin tweeted us uh again he knows just as well as me to protect the nipples he did not he messed up his nipples on sunday as well uh lee i'm very sorry for your nipples i hope they recover soon r.i.p if anyone else has nipple stories please send them to me i love to hear about this them is for some this reason. may be a regular th- feature if we get enough people <laughs> writing in hashtag protect the nipple this may be a regular feature and it can be almost like a support group in a way we could potentially just become a nipples podcast yeah. Are there any nipples podcast already specifically uh, about nipples? I, I, Apple wouldn't allow that. Would I was going to say. I think I'll have to consult with Bobby. Yeah, first check with say, Bobby. Bobby, I know the running is bullshit thing was a bit of a sore issue, but I've got a sore issue here, and that is nipples. Two sore chafing. issues. Yeah. One either yeah. side. So, Bobby, what do you think? Can we put nipple in the title of the podcast, yeah. and we'll take it from there? Yeah, thanks, Bobby. Tweet us at running is BS. <laughs> Speaking of chafing stories, I did speak to a friend today after I went to park run. And she told me uh, how on her, f- was it her first marathon? It might have been, in Geneva, she went and she chafed basically everywhere. Her inner thighs, around the sports bra, and her butt crack. Now, I, yeah, I can't imagine how that, well, I can imagine. I don't want to imagine. You are now, though. <laughs> I am now, yeah. Butt crack <laughs> chafing. I mean, she didn't go into as much detail whether it did scab up. I mean, that's pretty nasty. I mean, yeah, inside thighs, that's pretty harsh. I think under the arms, the sports bra around there, but butt crack as well. Since then, she has learned the lesson. Unlike me, she's learned the lesson and she ha- she prepares herself before each race now. <laughs> Prepare- protect the butt crack. Absolutely, protect protect everything. Get body glide on everything, plaster up everything you can. Just bathe in body glide before yeah. you go out. You've got to protect yourself. It's very, very important. Send your chafing stories to me for some reason. I love them. <laughs> Um, can I say at this point, this podcast is sponsored by nobody at all because you're literally the only person listening. Yeah, but if you want body glide, if you want to get in contact with us and, and sponsor us, then we will um, give out the good word about hashtag protect the nipple. I'm trying to get the hashtag trending. And, yeah, you know, you're doing good work there. Yeah. Um, well, I also want to say, you know how on some websites now, instead of like donate money, they say buy us a cup of coffee, like to oh, give yeah. a tangible kind of reward instead. Yeah. If anyone wants to do that. I mean, if anyone sees us, wants to buy us tea or coffee, that would be great. I thought you were going to say body glide. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wants to give us body glide. I'd take it. But if anyone wants to buy us a cup of tea or coffee, that would be fine. Yeah, that would be fantastic. We need we need the tea to keep us going. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we've got I brought around some lovely tea. Yeah. How, are you enjoying it? Yeah, chocolate tea. It is. Got it in the duck mugs, mm. and we're all sorted. Oh, that's a lovely duck mug. That was I've, duck, by the way. That, that's a fuzzy duck mug. That, uh, you've got a fuzzy duck. I've just got what the duck. I guess most podcasts will talk about kind of what wine they're drinking, what beers they're drinking. Like, no, no, chocolate tea. We're sober on this podcast. We wouldn't do such a thing. We're drunk on tea. <laughs> uh, also from last week, uh, we talked about the speed camera challenge. We have found an ideal location for the speed camera challenge in Cardiff. However, neither of us want to do it because we're both no. a bit injured. We're both injured and we'd rather actually watch people doing it and potentially yeah. falling over um, than actually partake ourselves. So where is this? Should we be giving out the location or will that... Well, yeah, it's not like a secret. All, all two of our listeners might... <laughs> yeah, it's Sanatorium Road in Cardiff. I mean, if you're not in Cardiff, you don't care. And if you possibly people in Cardiff don't know where that is either. But at some point, I'm going to try and take some people down there and video them running at a speed camera and flashing up how fast they go because yeah. that's cool. Not ideal for a podcast, but we will probably post it on the Twitter and on... We will. 
the Facebook, when I sort the Facebook out, because that's another thing I have. You totally can do that. Yeah. When I run iTunes. Yeah. We can start promoting it a bit more. Yeah, exactly. We're now on iTunes. Bobby has let us on iTunes. So, yeah, hopefully coming soon will be a video of people falling over in front of speed cameras as they try and run at 20 miles per hour. Yeah, easy. It's time for Bullshit Running News. Yeah, Bullshit Running News. Wow, the jingle's getting better. I know, I know. I should have got on like for a BBC News type of... We could get the ukulele out next time. and You could work on it. Perhaps that could be your homework. Yeah, that, that's going to be my next thing, is to make the jingles on the ukulele with lyrics um, for the various segments. Okay, um, the first piece of bullshit running news is, is what, do, I don't know, did we go here? We, this is a risky one. Do we dare mention, just, do we mention? just one word, eggs. Eggs. If you're in the park run world and yeah, you've heard about the Happy Egg Company recently, oh, there's some drama. There's some, there's some spicy drama happening. Spicy, spicy drama. Spicy Exactly, there's something. Don't do that. Don't do that. There's a cracking, cracking um. lot of drama. It's not, you shouldn't really yoke about it. But. You're a vegan, you shouldn't even be doing this. You're the, you should be angry, you should be screaming at me by now. I, I shouldn't be making egg puns, That's. I should be making carrot puns or something. Yeah, um, yeah so the story is that Parkrun, is it their headline sponsor? Hey, one of their sponsors. One They've got like sponsors. six or seven. Oh, okay. Um, as you can tell, I'm not really um, involved in much of the parkrun world. I do spell it with a capital P, <gasps> so I know that's the, the cardinal sin of parkrun, but try and stop me. Um, I will. So they became one of the, So Happy Eggs became one of the sponsors, and people are kicking off because... Uh, I suppose on two levels, really. Uh, the vegans are kicking off because, obviously, if you're vegan, you see eggs as inherently unethical. But also, I think non-vegans are also annoyed because they, uh, the company itself is allegedly... Now, I don't know. I don't know much mm. about Happy Eggs, to be honest. Because I'm vegan, I don't eat eggs, so mm. I don't really know. Uh, but allegedly, the company itself is also quite unethical in general. In terms okay. of, like, compared to going to a farm and getting eggs from chickens at a farm. You know? Yeah. I, I kind of don't dare comment on this. <sighs> because it, either side, I kind of, it's kind of gone crazy. It. I'm not going to touch have, it. Look up some of the vegan groups if you mm. really want to get involved in a bit of drama. Or just look up basically the replies to Parkrun on Facebook and Twitter. They yeah. are pretty nasty. It was, uh, it was surprising. I'm not going to say, you know, it, it was surprising in that um, a lot of the, on the Parkrun UK Facebook group, on the post where they announced it, the top comments were all like really negative. Yeah. And I can't tell whether that's because a lot of people see the company as unethical or whether the vegan groups had sort of all got together and said, right, we need to go over and comment. So there was, a, you know, which dragged those comments to the top. Um, I can't quite work it out, but it seems like it's been a bad move for Parkrun. It seems like bad publicity to me, but... Well, it's one of those things that obviously a lot of those people are very angry. For 99% of the rest of Parkrunners, they don't care. They were, Yeah, they probably don't even know. You know, <laughs> what are the other, can you name any other Parkrun sponsors? No, no. I can, well, I've been doing Parkrun loads, I've done 230-odd. Intersport, Alzheimer's Research, I think that's it. Mm. There are at least three or four others, I don't know them. I suppose but again, just, when a sponsor comes along, people don't really care. No, your everyday Parkrunner that's just turning up on a Saturday, probably A, doesn't know, and B, if they did know, wouldn't care too much. I don't know. But it's uh, it's very spicy. Spicy debate happening yeah. as we speak. So go and check out the Parkrun UK Facebook page if you want to see what's happening. They did release a statement, Parkrun, which... Based, uh, what did it say? Something like, 
oh yeah, we're sorry that you're disappointed, but we're still going to go ahead anyway. I, I don't. Um, I don't think I've seen a statement. I've seen an email that oh, was sent yeah, to run yeah. directors, which right. then someone posted on one okay. of the vegan runners pages again i think we've already talked about this far too much i'm terrified frankly of the backlash i don't want to say anything we're not saying it's a good or a bad thing we're just saying it's a thing that's happening and people are pissed off i had eggs for lunch they were delicious (laughs) were they happy eggs from happy chickens no miserable eggs that were just roaming around in the fields anyway (laughs) chickens running park run the chicken race uh, park run isn't a race, so... Oh, no, sorry. A chicken park run. Chicken races is a thing, though, isn't it? Or am I Probably. I think everything's been raced somewhere in America. Okay. I'm not going to say that's a good publicity thing for park run, but I'm going to stop now. Because... <laughs> I've seen camel racing on TV. That's pretty camel. good. Yeah, because they've got rid of the jockeys and they replace them with robots. Camel? On... Camels. Robots on camels racing. So before there were jockeys on camels? Yeah, they used to be jockeys. They got rid of the jockeys, but robots... fast? Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think camels. When you see them, they're just like chilling, like just. Uh, they can. They on. can move. God, I, w- I would have thought though it'd be quite hard to. They're quite stubborn camels, aren't they? Yeah. Or, I don't know. <laughs> now it's all about camels. Okay, let's move on swiftly. Um, speaking of swiftly, yeah, here we go. Jeannie Rice. Uh, she's age seventy. She finished the Chicago Marathon. Now we heard about the Chicago Marathon for all kinds of reasons, mostly about Mo Farah. Um, she finished it in three hours twenty-seven fifty. Just a decent pace, oh, probably I mean, quicker than I could. It's a However, bit slow in it. Like. She's seventy <laughs> years old, and that is, she she's beating the female seventy plus record by eight minutes. Three twenty seven, aged seventy. That's pretty amazing. The previous record was three thirty five, and it's been stood for five years. I, yeah, I can't even. I can't even imagine. I can't. I could. I doubt I'll ever be able to run that fast ever, let alone at age seventy. Yeah, that's it's, insane. Yeah, some of the Masters records, if you ever do get really bored and you want to look up Masters records on uh, Wikipedia, they are amazing. Because just some of them are just so interesting, just kind of to see how they kind of uh, move down, just to see what kind of limits people do go to. I, I did do a Masters event last year, actually, in summer. I went along because um, I was just going, because it was an open event as well, so anyone could do it. It's the only time I've ever run on the track properly. It was great fun. But they had like the 100, 200 meters, and they were. Uh, men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe 75, I think, over. But just to watch them, even just the way they warm up was amazing because mm. they spent an hour warming up for 100 metres. You'd have to, I yeah. did a couple of jogs around yeah. the track. I did 800 metres. I did a couple of... Uh, no, that'll do. That's fine. But suddenly they're so serious. They're such... They're amazing athletes. You know, women in their 60s doing 100 metres in 15 seconds, which is quicker than me. Yeah. I'm a terrible sprinter, but... Just to watch how dedicated and how hard they work at it is fantastic. And all, like you say, like about the warming up and stuff like that, they must have to work so hard in between running to not get injured when they mm. are running. Yeah. Because obviously as you get older, when you get past a certain age, like your chance of injury goes like way up, yeah. doesn't it? And you have to make sure you're sort of warming up properly. So that's... Like, I, I hope I'm still running at age 70. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't have to worry about her good for age in any of the No, she's probably that. right. She's probably got the good for age, you know, Boston or whatever. I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's got the good for age for all women at 327. Yeah, I think it's like 345, under 35 or something, isn't it? Yeah, I think, didn't um, Boston go down to 340 or something I think something, something like that, yeah. yeah. So she's got that. Jesus. For women half her age. Yeah, I didn't realise that until you just said it. Oh, oh my days, that's insane. Have you seen those great videos online as well of people breaking like the 100 metre record over 100 years old as well? 
No. <laughs> Those are amazing because uh, there'll be a race. It'll be kind of a mixed age group race. And, you know, the gun will go and, like, some of these young whippersnappers in their 70s and 80s will shoot off and do it in, you know, 20 seconds. But then the camera will always stay on, like, there's, I think I seem to recognise this one old American lady. She's over 100 and she does, like, 100 metres. And she's just, like, going along there. She's running, but, like, at half the pace that I'm walking. But it's amazing because loads of people, there's people alongside her just in case at all times. There's a big crowd of people all around clapping and cheering. And she's kind of just running down the thing and you know like 35 45 seconds or something but it's just so amazing that you know and you know, she i think she got over the 100 meters and just carried on going <laughs> they're like stop losing she's like no it's fine but those videos they're so good if you watch these oh. um like over 100 records are so interesting to watch i hope that's me because sometimes you see people that have reached that age and obviously to reach that age in itself is an achievement yep. but they are often sort of in a wheelchair and they're not very mobile mm. So to be doing that, like to be walking 100 metres, let alone running 100 metres at any speed, is fair play to them. It will be fascinating in, I guess, I suppose 30, 40 years time. Because I think I've heard like recently, kids that are born now have like a 50% chance of reaching 100 apparently. So there's going to be so many more people getting over 100. So obviously with all those more people, they're going to be fitter. Mm. They're going to be more healthy. Uh, some of those records are going to massively tumble and it's going to be just absolutely crazy. I think it will depend on the sort of culture we have here as well because if you look at places like Japan, they have a a very large ageing population but they encourage exercise. Like Mm. it's quite a gentle exercise but they encourage exercise into, you know, until you basically can't exercise anymore. Um, And because of that, because they've been encouraged to do like stretching and stuff and gentle exercise every day, they get to to you know quite an old age but they're still very mobile you know they're at 100 they're at 90 100 years old and they're still walking around and stuff whereas in this country i don't think we have that culture as much Mm. yet so i think it will need to change in that way in order for there to be um these athletes at 100 i think but really the reason we've included this in bullshit running news is because a 70 year old lady ran under three and a half hours for a marathon and we're both jealous that's she has no business. Like, Mo had no business being that fast. She has no business being that fast. Somebody stop them. Somebody trip her up. <laughs> is this person having no business is quickly becoming a catchphrase? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Stop. Um, I also realised what was also bullshit is that we started a running podcast with a news section in October and basically all the running is finished. That's there's, okay. There's basically no running happens now until like the indoor athletics starts in like January. I'm still running. I think that's newsworthy. <laughs> is it? Oh, should I yeah. check that on Runner's World next week and see if there's yeah, an article? Yeah, my article. Amy went and ran two miles today and her knee didn't hurt. Hey. So now we're going to talk about what we decided is going to be our main topic for this podcast. We're going to talk about women's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what that means more than that. That sounds very ominous, what? like women's stuff. <laughs> Amy, discuss women's stuff with me. Oh, God. Let's fix all this. Uh, what, the pay gap? <laughs> yeah, all of that. Institutional sexism. Yeah. No, we're not really... Well, I suppose we are going to be discussed touching on for a few of these things. Yeah. Um, so something that irritates me in the running world, uh, for a start, and there's many things that do, um, related to women, is you often come across a lot of these articles... They're about safety tips for women and they're just absolutely um, ridiculous. I think they're really scaremongering. Um, And of course, everyone, not just women, but everyone has to be quite careful about their own safety and quite, you know, aware of their surroundings. That's that's just a given, no matter whether you're running or not. But um, you see these articles and they want you to act. If you're a woman, if you happen to be born a woman and you want to go out for a run, God forbid, on your own, 
then you need to act like a member of the SAS because someone's going to be following you and somebody's waiting for you. Somebody's waiting for you and they're going to jump out and they're going to kill you. Um, so I found an, one article um, with some running tips uh, for women around safety, but this article is pretty much epitomises every article that's written about this topic. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of the safety tips that it offers. And this is bearing in mind, a lot of these articles tend to be written from an American perspective, I think, yeah. just because the first thing is to carry pepper spray. And just a word of like, just a note, a public service announcement, that's not legal in the UK. You no, can't just carry no, pepper spray. You can carry pepper. You could, yeah, and just like season someone if they... Grind out them. <laughs> but in the UK, there's very strict rules about carrying yes. weapons of any sort. Weird. Uh, but a lot of the articles you see that um, talk about women's running and safety that are written from an American perspective, as they often are, talk about like carrying some sort of weapon. So at the sort of milder end, it's pepper spray. Um, and then on the other end, it's a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's carry handguns. And I think we've both seen discussions where people are discussing the best type of handgun. Not whether yeah. or not, or not whether it's batshit crazy. They're like, well, I like to use the Glock, blah, blah, blah. No, I mean, well, I'm not sure, sure about that because it's got a bit of much of a recoil and blah, blah. And it's like just a, a discussion about which gun to carry in case you need to shoot someone yeah. while you're running. I saw a discussion in a Facebook group that will remain nameless, um, but like a international Facebook group, but it was mainly Americans in there. Um, and it was, what's the best holster for running? So like ah. carry your gun in. And there are running holsters. I'm, I'm sure there are. Like, I've no doubt. Can you, I think not just from a, so this is not just from a um, female perspective, of course, because men as well may feel like they need to protect themselves, although it's not sort of... Um, there's not so much pressure on them mm. to protect themselves from uh, these articles. But I just think the idea of something so routine like running, of feeling like you need to carry a weapon with you yeah. because you're scared. Like when I go out in the morning, I'm not scared someone's going to attack me, you know? And I'd hate to feel that way. Uh, but to go out on the run, to know by the end of that run, you may have killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody Every met- time. You take that <laughs> gun with you. Obviously, if you take it with you, you have to be prepared to use it to defend yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you might have killed someone in an hour's time. And, and it could be just someone who's just asking for directions in yeah. a very aggressive way, perhaps, you know. So give us those other rules there and we'll okay. kind of talk about them all kind of generally. Yeah. So um, the other thing is to carry a safety device. So sort of a personal alarm, um, which always reminds me of that. Uh, if you've seen the first episode of Gavin and Stacey, where Uncle Bryn gives Stacey a rape alarm to take with her to London. It always <laughs> reminds me of that, like really... Uh, yeah, I, I think if I heard an alarm, I'd think it was somebody's car alarm and be like, shut up. Yeah, and you'd ignore it, <laughs> like, like you do yeah. all alarms. Yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing, carry a safety device. Um, don't run with music. And this is a really common one uh, that you see particularly towards women is um, don't run with, with earphones mm. in. Uh, but if you are going to run with music, run with like one earbud mm. out so you can always hear what's happening around you. Now, of course, it's good, to, especially if you're running where you're crossing a lot of roads. Yeah, it's yeah. good to be able to hear your surroundings. But in terms of, like, if someone's going to attack you... Anyway, so I'll go through them yeah. and then we'll... Uh, don't run at night. So once it gets dark, that's it. You need to stay off the streets. Yeah. That's your curfew, night time. And the last one, which I absolutely love, which I see all the time, is to change your routine all the time. So don't use the same routes. And, like, the advice is, if you normally do your route clockwise, try anti-clockwise instead. So it's supposed to be to stop people that are perhaps stalking you and getting to know yeah. your roots and your routines. So if you go the other way, you'll just creep up behind them. You'll be like, oh, God. <laughs> God, I was waiting for you. Oh. Yeah, and to take different routes. So that's the other one is to change your routine up. And that is like an SAS trick 
where yeah. if um, you're supposed to take different routes home every night if you're in the SAS, so people don't know where you live, or if yeah. you see like a car following you, you have to take a different route. But to be fair, you should change your routes anyway because you'll just go mad. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. To be fair, you tend to run basically the same route. I do, all and the time, I haven't been murdered yet. I've been trying. I've been saying, "Look, I'm here. Come and kill me." <laughs> haven't even got a gun. No, I haven't even got a gun. I haven't got any pepper spray. You know, this is my route. I'm out here every day, seven a.m. Just come and do me in. But no one's no one's taken up the offer. So disappointing. So it's it's kind of a tricky one, this because some of those things, to be fair, I do. When you know, mm. sometimes if I am running with music. If I'm in somewhere that I don't feel particularly safe, if yeah. it does look a bit sketchy, I will pause it mm. and just have him, still have him in, but just kind of so I can still hear around. Yeah. Just, you know, obviously nothing's ever happened. But a lot of these things, you can kind of see the point because if someone's going to get attacked, it's most likely to be a woman, I think. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of these things, men don't even think about. No. They have no thought. No, you know, when I go outside, and I'm sure for most people it's the same, most men, when they go outside, they don't even think about the possibility of being attacked. Someone's going to follow them. Any, none of that comes into my mind at all. But I guess for women, it does, unfortunately. I think the thing that bothers me about it is because, yes, uh, you are more vulnerable as a women, woman um, just uh, physically and things like that. Uh, but I think, on the one hand, there's, the, there's always weighing up risk isn't there so when you get in your car you're making that risk that you could get in a car accident Mm. because the chance of getting a car accident are so high statistically um compared to other activities but for me i always think the chance that someone will randomly attack me on a run is so low that that most of the time it's not worth worrying about and these constant articles that are coming out directed at women it's really scaremongering and like you say while there's some really good tips in there i think they're tips for anyone like you said about if you're in a sketchy area, yeah, you probably pause your music, mm. make sure you're aware of your surroundings. That should be if you're a woman, a man, I'd do that if I was walking somewhere. Yeah. You're always weighing up what the risk is. I think it's when it becomes very targeted towards women and women are scared to go out at night. Because as well, I'm aware that I live in quite a safe area as well, but people have even, women, other women have said to me, what, so you go out running on your own at like 6am in the dark? I'm like, yeah, because I've weighed up the risk and... The chance of something actually happening to me at solo yeah. that it doesn't there doesn't need to be all this scaremongering. Right? And also, it shouldn't have to affect your life. You should no. be able to do the things that you want to do, yeah. and the way to do that is to do them. Yeah, yeah. And I think things like I think the changing your routine thing as well is just really, really paranoid. That's a bit paranoid. That yeah. is really like some of them like like the don't room with music thing. You know, it's always contextual the safety device thing i suppose that's up to you in terms of i don't think people should be running with weapons and you're not allowed to in the uk i think that's a step too far but if you want to run with some sort of an alarm if that makes you feel safe it doesn't hinder you in any way it's not a big deal to do and one of the other things as well is um like always tell someone where you're going as well like every time you go for a run do you have to text someone wait for them to reply and say yes okay and then go for the run and then get back and then check in yeah that's that's a lot of work. No, and as well, these are all things like telling someone you're going for a run. I don't think that's just a women's thing mm. because as a man, you could of course be attacked, but also I more think of it in terms of, um, and the same with carrying a phone with you. I always think in terms of if I get into difficulty, in terms of if I fall over or if something medical happens, mm. I'm not often thinking about someone attacking me. It's often what if I'm a twat and trip yeah. over and hurt myself and need to call someone? Or what if I have a heart attack and I don't come back, will people know where I am and what mm. might have happened? But I don't tell people where I'm going every morning because that no. would be ludicrous. Yeah, that would be. That's the thing I always find a little odd is when... Because you know, I've never had a running watch. I've always just used uh, an app on my phone. I found mm. that perfectly adequate. But 
I'd always want to have my phone on me. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people run with their watches, but they don't take their phones with them. And I just think, I know people say, oh, people are attached to their phones. Yeah, but it's a safety thing as well. Because if I do go running in the woods and trip, how am I going to get out? You know, I think it's always sensible to have your phone on you anyway, whoever you are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's part of what irritates me about a lot of these tips is they're very much aimed at women. And like we've said, uh, women are uh, are more vulnerable to being um, attacked. And if they are attacked, how you defend yourself is a bit more difficult. But it's just the chances of it happening are so low that mm. I think I, I enjoy running more than I enjoy being worried about somebody randomly attacking me. And of course, maybe you live in like a really rough area where you'd have to make those considerations. But if you do, that's probably going to be a consideration for you as a man as well mm. that someone might come up and mug you or, or yeah. might be violence against you so I just I don't like all this scaremongering thing directed towards women I think there are and the other thing was one of them was uh, take self-defence classes I'm like mate I don't have time for that I've barely got time to cross train I can't be doing <laughs> self-defence do you know what I mean can you put self-defence classes on Strava yeah if you can then yeah if yeah, you can we'll fine if you yeah. can't then why would you bother yeah what's the point Exactly. And I've never... Um, have you ever felt threatened on a run or unsafe? Like I said, there have been times when I've like paused music mm-hmm. just to be aware of what's around me. Yeah. If I've seen... If it has been late at night somewhere I don't know well and there are people around, mm-hmm. there are youths <laughs> around, I have paused and I've mm-hmm. just to keep an eye. But obviously, they don't give a shit. I'm just a guy running past. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. That's as much as it's ever been. And the only time I've ever... I've never felt threatened. Um, the only time I've felt cautious is if I'm in another country or another city mm. that I'm not familiar with. And if I end up on... So when I was in um, Estonia and I was going for a run, I ended up somewhere that looked a bit dodgy. Mm. So like you, I paused my music. I took, took my earphones out just so I was very aware mm. of my surroundings. But that was it. And it wasn't... I don't think it's because I'm a woman. I don't think, oh no, I'm really vulnerable right, right now as a woman. I just think this is a dodgy area. Yeah. I don't want to get mugged or assaulted or something. You know? As a woman, I feel threatened. <laughs> but poor little me, please don't hurt me. So, and it's not... Um, this is not to take the piss out of uh, women that are um, concerned about their safety. Because I think... Partly it's fueled by all these articles and especially people saying to you, aren't you worried about that? Mm. Like when people say to me, aren't you concerned about running in the morning? And if people say that to you enough, you think, well, should I be concerned? Mm. So I think it's just saying that, yes, everyone needs to be aware of their surroundings. Everyone does. But you don't, as a woman, you don't need to feel like you can't leave your home and go just for a run in the morning or in the evening. Because surely the way this is going to stop is the advice should be, if you see someone out running on their own, don't assault them. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that's what you should be striving towards. Yeah, there is a very small part of prevention there, but actually mm. the biggest part of it should be stopping it happening in the first place. What yeah. are the factors that are making men do that? Because there's something in them. I don't believe in, you know, inherently bad people. Mm. I think, you know, life's circumstances and the things that have happened to them in their lives have led them to a point where that's a reasonable thing for them to do mm. in their minds. So what are all those things happening? And stopping those and, you know, like you see in clubs, um, you know, a lot of places will say, you know, make sure you cover your drinks and don't go out alone. Well, actually, the advice I've seen in some places is don't spike people's drinks, don't follow people Mm. into toilets, don't follow them home, don't assault people. It seems pretty obvious, but actually, Mm. that's what it should be. It's not about the victim, it's about the person doing it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I do wonder as well whether reports about women being assaulted when they're running get a lot more coverage in the mm. news because they seem more horrific. Because I'm sure a lot of male runners get maybe not um, sexually assaulted, but 
robbed or yeah. you know um, physically as- assaulted because there was of course was I don't know whether it was last year or the year before there was I think it was three female runners in the US that were killed mm. but in different states and I think that sort of uh, resulted in a resurgence of all these articles saying mm. about safety but but three in the United States out exactly. of the tens of potentially hundreds of millions of runs yeah it's tiny. And you're most, as a woman, you're most likely to get murdered by someone you know. That is yeah. a very well-known statistic that it's yeah. going to be someone you, but it's, go, it's going yeah. to happen. No, no, it's, it's most likely. <laughs> yeah, when it's you most... get murdered, it'll be someone you know in your own home. Yeah. So there you um, go. No, but it's most likely to be someone you know. So the chances of being randomly assaulted while out on the run are, are so minuscule it's not worth worrying about. Wow, we got pretty serious there, didn't we? It was very serious, but it's a very, I feel very um, sort of passionate about this. Yeah, I, like, I was just kind of poking you there to get you wound up. It's good fun. <laughs> there are other things that kind of, you know, we talk about around these, um, I, don't know, I was about to say women's issues in running, but it's we, not Are we going to call it women are bullshit? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I, don't, I wouldn't dare. Um, there's also things like um, the way women are represented in races and run reports and things like that. Now, there is quite... A, a fairly well-known thing I've read about, and I think a few people have, is that when it's thought that uh, ultra distances and above, uh, well, you know, above an ultra distance because they're sort anyway, um, women are better runners than men over like 50k or 50 mm-hmm. miles and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, women are better. However, they don't really get shown that because only 10 to 20% of entrants are women. Mm. And there's something about women's physiology that actually makes them a lot better ultra runners. Yeah. But they are so underrepresented. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the longer the distance, the better. The, the sort of gender gap um, closes uh, more and more the longer the distance. Uh, yeah, I read a statistic that it, women are three times more likely to finish an ultra marathon than a man. Right. So they did some. Um, it's an article that we can post on our Twitter mm. uh, that they did. They looked at the did not finishes for a, um, a a big ultra race, and women were three times more likely to finish, which yeah. is quite significant. Um, and you could see that. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but um, I've read that it's to do with things like body fat and mm. that um, women process pain differently as yeah. well, which means they can push through pain in a different way. Uh, the men can, so I think they're more resilient to the sorts of pains you're going to yeah. get. In I suppose having the, the weight, body mass, things like yeah. that makes a big difference. And shorter legs as well, apparently, in terms of your um, your cadence. Oh, okay. You have a shorter cadence, which is apparently more energy mm. efficient um, than having like a big striding yeah. cadence. So for an ultramarathon, yeah. you're, it's, you're not um, using as much energy. Something yeah. like that. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> you're not a scientist? I'm not a scientist, no. Oh. Believe it or not, from oh. that garbled description of women's physiology, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> so you're just wearing the white coat for fashion? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, this is no. how I dress on a Saturday. This okay. is uh, my Saturday uh, okay. uniform. So but as I said, only 10 to 20% of ultra entrants are actually women because women don't get as many opportunities yeah. as men do in terms of sponsorship to mm. be able to do it full-time. Uh, obviously an expensive sport it's a hard sport to do um and just there aren't there isn't the breadth of uh women running unfortunately ultras to uh to show that off but you know there are big races where women have won the second mm-hmm. and third fourth places which again compared to you know that would never happen in at any distance from marathon under yeah. it just would never happen no. in an, an elite race no but we no. don't hear about that 
No, exactly. And and that's sort of a vicious um, a vicious circle then because if you're not hearing about the women that are coming like second or third or even overall winners, they're not mm-hmm. going to get sponsorships. Yeah. Because if you're not getting the publicity, why would someone sponsor you? So then it just becomes this vicious circle around it. Yeah, well, that kind of brings on to my next point, which is the way uh, races and some runs are reported in that you can kind of see logically why it happens because the report starts with first across the line was this guy in this time did a fantastic time world record time blah 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 blah, and later on and the first lady was this Mm. and that's and it's it's a very but but again as i say logically you can see because they're first across the line it feels like a bigger achievement but actually Mm. because they're in running in the same race effectively they might finish 30th but they're actually finished first lady so I can kind of see how it gets lost, but it it does, and it's always the headline is will always be the the male winner, yeah. the female winner will be and kind of towards the bottom somewhere. Yeah, unless you're Paula Radcliffe, you know, yeah. she was like a special case in a way for, but that's because she did it in such she beat that record in such a significant amount of time. I think yes, it must have been. Well, I'm not sure of the the sort of rhetoric around it that led to her getting so so much publicity around that because obviously it was an amazing feat, mm-hmm. but it was also reported. But you know, yeah, it's all about the Mo Farahs, isn't yeah. it? It's not as much about the women, and it, it's difficult because yeah, of course, that first person to cross the line who's and you know when we get a sub two hour marathon mm. eventually, perhaps it will. It is all about those very fast times. But there, there are separate races for a reason. Mm. So uh, I, I think that women, sh- first first ladies should be given as much publicity as the first men. Yeah. Unfortunately as well, men have a kind of advantage there because the half marathon, one hour is a lovely round number. It's yeah. like the four minute mile. Yeah, four minute yeah. mile, one hour half marathon, two hour marathon. Mm-hmm. Nice round numbers, easy to report, easy to follow. So I was just thinking about it then. I don't know what the women's world record is for marathon. No. Or half marathon. No. Honestly, I don't know what they are. I know what the men's are. I can tell you probably roughly what men's times are for lots of races. But actually, mm. the women's races, I don't really know. No. Which is kind of is indicative of that. For someone that's been into sport for so long, mm. I don't really know. I think the only time we see a bit more coverage of uh, women's achievements in athletics is through things like the Olympics. Mm. You know, then then you'll get a bit more. If a British woman is winning, yes, yeah, absolutely, we get loads. Then rest of the time, nah, not interested. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Um, it, it, it kind of that was a little bit shown what we said earlier. In this morning, my friend uh, did park run. She finished first, but she finished sixteenth mm. in the run. But you know, so it has on the park run results. It says you know position sixty, and then it says gender position one. If you click on her profile, look at all her runs. Her position is listed as sixteenth. And I just kind of was curious then, should that be listed as one instead or perhaps both? Because she did finish 16th overall um, and it would be kind of odd. I guess the results system might not be able to handle having two people finishing 16th. Mm. But perhaps it should show her gender position as well because that's a bit more reflective of how she did yeah. compared to her peers, really. Parkrun's tricky because, of course, it's the whole we're not a race yeah. thing. But there are rankings, obviously. Because, yeah. So it's difficult Apart from in France, where they list people alphabetically. Oh, see, if they wanted to stick to the whole, mm. this is not a race thing. Well, maybe... that's because in France, you have to have a medical um, oh, certificate to run yeah. a race. Mm. So they said, no, it's not a race, it's fine. <laughs> so they listed people alphabetically, and then you could just toggle to sort by time. Oh, I see. So they get away with it there. But, yeah, as I say, it's it's not a race. 
Mm. It's not competitive. However, people do take their position quite seriously. Some people do. Yeah, and people choose with parkrun, don't they? To um, like, oh, this week I'm going to try and run a PB. And if you're at the, t- uh, you know, if you're at the front of the pack, then your sort of aim that week might be to win it. Mm. We- I'm using finish quotation first. marks. Finish first. That yeah. might be your sort of aim in that if you're a competitive person, because I know sort of a lot of the parkrun ethos is around it not being competitive against other people Mm. but of course it's natural for a lot of people to be competitive in those settings Mm -hmm. so i can imagine that if you brought it with part run don't bring it up with them now because they're currently replying to a lot of angry emails about Uh, eggs don't talk about the eggs don't talk about the eggs god uh so i think they'd say well we're not we're not a race so we no we don't put list people by first woman or whatever Mm. so it it is a trick but they do on the results thing, they oh, do course, have gender yeah, positions yeah, as well. The... So that's why I kind of found that interesting. Mm, mm. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll, that will be on the, the next thing to talk to Parkrun about. After eggs, we'll talk to her about the gender. I like that. We'll talk to Parkrun <laughs> about that, as if we're just going to call up. No, I mean like we, like the community, oh. the angry community of Facebook oh. commenters. Not me. I didn't leave an angry comment. No, I don't give a shit. So. No, I just read them all. <laughs> well, well, about the thing, I'm not a woman, so I don't care, frankly. So. Oh, right. <laughs> Of course, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, sh- I should care, but... Um, we'll leave that to the bullshitters. If I ever finish first woman in a park room, which is never going to happen, but if I did, I'd definitely care then. Yeah. I'd launch a campaign. Yeah, you should. Well done. <laughs> uh, that is the news for this week. Uh, I guess we could, at this point, it's talk about what we've got coming up next. Amy, what are you doing next? How has your running been recently? Are you still injured or what? I think so. The thing is, I went... (laughs) That's always the answer, isn't it? Maybe, maybe. Uh, I went to the gym. Well, let's start from the beginning of this week. I have been back to running, gradually. My knee still hurts a bit, but it's it's not too bad. I think I can run on it, uh, because I had two weeks off. And then I went to the gym yesterday, and I've just, like, ruined my legs. Not in an injury sort of way, in, like, a normal, I've killed my legs. Like, they're not working anymore. So I did six miles in total this morning... And my legs feel just, they just hurt anyway. So I can't work out So you're waiting to see whether it's an injury or they just hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's just a world of pain right now. So at the moment, I'm trying to build my mileage back up again. And I've been telling people that I'm doing an ultra marathon. And I've had people saying, what? How are you going to train for that? And I I don't know. So I think the gravity of the situation with the 40 miles in June is sort of hitting me as well. That's loads of time. There's plenty of time, and if if you've got loads of time to ignore it as well, that's fine. That's the thing. That's why I'm sort of I'm not bragging about it. I'm just bringing it up in conversation. Yeah. But I'm going to stop bringing it up in conversation okay. because people are saying, well, they're just looking horrified at me. Yeah, they say, do. That. Yeah. What What are you doing? Why? And people who run marathons, because I've never run a marathon, so people will be talking about their marathons. I'll be like, well. I'm going to be running an ultra marathon, 40 miles. And they just look at me like I'm completely insane, which I think I am. So that's sort of the pressure. I feel a bit of pressure to build my mileage up again so I can start training for that. Um, And then the other actual race thing I'm doing is the Seven Bridge Night Race. Did you do Mm. that one last year? I haven't done it before. I'm doing it this year as well. Are you doing the Friday night one? I'm doing the Friday night one. Good, me too. Whereas would you want to be on a Friday night? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, the the thing is technically my five mile PB... Is was the Halloween race last year, which if you haven't done that it, was a PB. Yeah, in that but, mud. Well, because I haven't done a five mile race right. in like four years. Oh, you didn't do the bay one. No, so it was okay. like incredibly muddy through the woods at night with no lights. Yeah, I yeah I took part in that as well. It was horrific. I still have PTSD from it. I had a head torch 
And it just was like a bloody carrying around a chocolate teapot. It just yeah. wasn't working. So I had to use other people's head torches. Yeah. And it was so slippy. And I'm not good with slippy. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. I, I fall over on concrete, let alone when the surface area is slippy. It was just a nightmare. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, because I was fairly near the front, uh, it wasn't a huge field. Yeah. And obviously not many people were really running it that quick. I was an idiot, so I thought I'd go out and run it quick. So I was going, as I went, did the big loop around the field and came back in the woods as everyone else was coming out of the woods. Mm. So I spent the whole time on the way back completely blind yeah. by all of the lights. I saw you. I saw you on the way back. I didn't yeah. see anything. I saw nothing the <laughs> whole time. I saw you and I saw Dave uh, in like a big rabbit mask. Which yeah, that was like, terrifying. That was terrifying. I, I hated that race. I saw that it's happening against... You know what? It's a fantastic race. I can understand why people love it. It's Halloween. It's all dressing up. But the mud was too much. No. That it was, was horrific. It wasn't much. Mud. Couldn't see. I was like... You know when you see like in war films where there's been like a mustard attack and they're all leading each other out of the trenches holding on to the back of each other? That's what it felt like. I couldn't see shit. I couldn't see anything. I was just like huddling behind someone with their really powerful head torch. I thought if I don't keep up with them, I'm going to be left in the dark here. You know what? I'll never get out. You haven't done enough mud races. Because that was that was kind of standard mud. I can't. You know what? I love trail running, but the mud aspect, I'm just. You know, I nearly fell off the cliff at Og- Ogmore. Like when we did a we did a uh, did trail race at Ogmore, um, just in the mud. I got too cocky with it and started running normally, and I slipped, but like in slow motion. So I, my arm, my arms like windmilling, and. Uh, and my friend was like stood with her arms up to catch me but I went no move because I thought if I fall into you we're both going down so it was quite a selfless thing I was like move move it was like all in slow mo- horrific I didn't fall off the cliff obviously but I was very close yeah me and mud just oh. do you know actually what I invented or what I named the other day you said about the flailing arms going down yeah, yeah. You know, the trail flail that's perfect. That's what I call it. When you're going yeah. down a hill yeah. and your arms have to do all that to keep yeah. yourself balanced, that is the trail yeah. flail. So yeah, that's fine if mud's not involved because it was just that feeling of getting closer and closer to a cliff and I was trying to stop but every time I put my foot down I was just slipping closer and closer. It was horrific. Never again. Never again. No more mud. Dry conditions only. <laughs> oh, that's not fun. So we're both doing the Seven Bridge Five Miler. Yes. Should be a PB then, surely. Probably. Yeah I, yeah, I can't remember my five mile PB, but I did it when... Um, you don't even know your five mile PB. I know, I know, what am I like? <laughs> but when it, when the Cardiff Bay run was a five miler, I remember the second year I did it, I actually did it really fast for me. Like it was something like 41 minutes, which for me is pretty fast because yeah. I'm like a back of the pack runner. And when I saw the results, I was like, what the hell? It's not going to be 41 minutes. It's not going to be that. I love those results where you look at it and you're like, no. I didn't run that. Come on, no, something's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's something like 41 minutes. So I'm just going to forget that ever happened because that wasn't me running. That was like a big mule or something and I blacked out. Um, So we'll see. Okay. Um, Well, tomorrow I'm going to do some trial running. I'm also going to try some mountain biking just for a laugh. I I haven't done it all year and I've meant to and I've never got around to it. It's... We've got nice weather at the end of October. It's nice and sunny. should be fairly dry. I'm going to try some mountain biking tomorrow. Then the week after, I have the shortest triathlon in history. Gosh, yeah. I saw this on the show notes, so you're going to have to explain. It's a 200-meter swim. Right. It's a 9K bike around a track, 20 laps of a track, which they don't count for us. So that'll be interesting. And then a mile run. But the mile run is eight laps of 200 meters oh my god and also they don't count those 
It's 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 a, like a beginner try. It's not supposed to be a proper yeah, one. It's very much a beginner one. It sounds horrific though. It's a lot of counting. Running a mile as well, like yeah, eight lengths, twenty laps, eight laps, and then run a mile. Yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah. But I couldn't do the counting. No, I'd have to have someone counting for me. Yeah, I don't quite know how I'm going to do that. No, you're going to have to have one of those like ticker uh, clicker things where you've. What on the bike? Yeah, on the bike. Just <laughs> just click every time you go around. I'm not sure how. Yeah, I I don't think I'd be able to do that. Just the counting alone, like my maths is. Not good. <laughs> I have to have someone counting me in. Okay, if you want to get involved with the show, you can follow us on Twitter at runningisbs. We want to hear about your chafing. We want to hear about uh, women's stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what is bullshit about that. Don't mention eggs. <laughs> um, you can also email us runningisbull at gmail.com. I can't change the email address and I can't oh. be bothered to get anyone now. So that's runningisbull at gmail.com. Running is BS on Twitter. There'll probably be a Facebook page soon. <laughs> Maybe. We want to hear about your bullshit. We would love to read a rant. That would be good yeah. fun. And Bobby, if you're listening, please get in touch. We want to know what you think of the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Bobby. Um, Bobby so thank you very much, to both of you, for listening. We'll speak to you again in a few weeks. Yeah. Bye. Hashtag protect the nipple.